When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gas. Want a vocal booth in this Disnudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I know we said after the season we'd be taking a short break, but I just couldn't say no to a guest. A guest that I'm very excited about. I love his YouTube videos. We have Nitro Drive or Jack, who is the owner, creator, and founder of Nitro Drive on YouTube, formerly Legion. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing swell, man. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I actually got a chance to binge watch or binge listen some of the podcast uh, just today while doing some editing. And got to say, great podcast so far. Really excited to see where it goes. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thank you for giving us some listens. I appreciate it. (laughs) Anything helps, I know. So as I mentioned, you you have Nitro Drive on YouTube, which is uh, an NCAA focus, or really all. I know you, when it was Legion, you have some older Madden videos, but now it's all NCAA and the ECU Pirates. Did you grow up a college football fan, or is this just kind of something you found as your life went on? <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of an interesting story because um, I never really like, played football or anything. I'm a, I'm a scrawny kid, you know, <laughs> not a super big person. Um. And I was always kind of into like, you know, I was into music growing up. I was really into school uh, for a while. I'm not sure where that passion went, <laughs> but um, football was kind of came around as like, and kind of like, I, I viewed it from like an analytical approach. You know, it was always this guy threw for this many stats. I, I knew like the touchdown leaders from 2011. Don't ask me now. LaShawn McCoy rushing touchdown leader the back in the day. Um, I knew all the stats. I loved making just random like top 10 compilations on Microsoft PowerPoint, whatnot. So I was always a fan of like, you know, I grew up in Seattle. So followed Seahawks football um, right around the time when they started. It was right around when the Pete Carroll era began when they hired him and started making a ton of roster moves. And I really fell in love with their roster rebuilding process and, you know, their drafts. They were pulling guys out the ass with Richard Sherman, fifth round, Cam Chancellor, Later on, and of course, Russell Wilson in the third. Got to see a Super Bowl champion. Got to see another uh, one that came within a yard. So <laughs> I've always been a football fan, just in general. Uh, college football was my big thing. I started playing NCAA football 14. And 2013, when it dropped, um, I was a Washington Husky fan at the time. At the time. Uh, my biological father was an alumni there. And then my stepdad was a Washington state alumni, which is where I go to school now. So it's been cool. Like being a college football fan while also being in college, get a lot of cool opportunities. Yeah, I agree. Uh, two things. One, you're going to hate me. 
I am a Patriots <laughs> fan, so I was very happy when y'all threw the ball the first yard line with arguably the greatest running back in the NFL at the time. Hey, you know what? I, I think um, I think it's very responsible that you thank me for that because I was pretty pissed about it. I remember being, you know, 13, 14 years old at the time and just not understanding exactly what I was seeing. I did see your hat, though. I wasn't going to comment on it, but, you know, thanks for coming clean and <laughs> dishing out some social responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hide my fandom, although I kind of want to after the wildcard game this weekend. Uh, and you're going to hate me even more now because I agree with you being in college at a football, a power five football school is so much fun. I went to Alabama. Oh man. I really do hate, you now. <laughs> and I went to the national, they went to the national championship all four years. I was there. It was awesome. Yeah, that sounds great, man. A, a lot of people hate me when I say, Oh yeah, I'm a Patriots fan. And I went to Alabama. So I'm an Alabama fan, <laughs> but you're a Washington state student now. That's right. This season, I feel like it kind of, I don't want to say got ignored, and I'm not knocking your school or your team, but because it's Washington State and they're, I don't want to use little brother, they're not the big school for football up there, everyone thinks of the Huskies, it kind of got swept under the rug that they, there was a lot of turmoil going on in Washington State this year. And we heard all about it being on campus, you know, Pullman's not a very big place, it's uh, a lot of kind of the same people cut copy over, (laughs) I feel like you just kind of, you kind of go about your business and there's a lot of fun to be had here. But when Nick Rolovich was, you know, thrown under fire for the COVID vaccine mandates and whatnot and ended up getting fired, that was a huge deal here in Pullman and throughout the state of Washington entirely, because uh, at the same time, Jimmy Lake was throwing right hooks over on the sideline for UW. And I feel like that was a lot more uh, prominent in the news than when Rollo kind of got fired over a course of several weeks. Yeah, I was very confused because then he turned around and tried to sue the university. I I don't know where that went, but he knew this was coming. Like, he was told you have to get vaccinated based on this law that we're putting out, and he still thought he could get away with it. Yeah, so... Essentially, Rolo actually got to interview him when he first came on. Uh, I was over with student radio broadcasting play by play uh, the Pac-12 basketball tournament and got to sit down with him and interview him. And there were some red flags in his character kind of from the start of that. Um, Just sitting down and being one of the first uh, students at the school to get to, you know, have a conversation with him. And I told people, I said, I don't know if this is the guy, you know, he's a he's a lot more like Mike Leach in all the wrong ways than I think we're looking for Mike Leach, you know, at least he could back it up on the field. Rolovich was just kind of a weird character. Uh, I I don't know how to describe his personality, but you could tell that that was ironically the day before the uh, NBA kind of got shut down with everything. So I got to talk to Nick Rolovich before COVID was even a thing and still saw red flags. So that was kind of the icing on the cake. Yeah, that that's fair. The university really should have listened to you. <laughs> if only, man. He actually promised. I'm kind of pissed about this because he said when I turned 21, he would uh, take me back to Las Vegas because I was, you know, 18 at the time. <laughs> and, you know, I haven't heard back from him and probably won't. You know, hey, I'm a Washington State student. Let's go to Vegas. Uh, probably got a mask up, though, you know. <laughs> I don't know if Rolo would be too keen. No, and <laughs> I'm... That's like a cool thing to say, but in hindsight, it's a little weird. Yeah. 
I, I assume that's one of the red flags you're mentioning. Uh, also, we are a pro Mike Leach podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Love that guy. I was really Dude, disappointed that I only got to uh, have one year of Mike Leach at home. Oh, I would have been so upset. I honestly, if going to college, I was told I had to stay east of the Mississippi because I'm from Massachusetts. So it, if I could have been on campus with Mike Leach, though, I might have based my college decision on that, honestly. <laughs> but I would have if been. If he was at this- Mississippi State, do you think that you would have gone to Mississippi State? Uh, I'm going to put a caveat on that. If I could have gone to somewhere and see Mike Leach on campus, that's not in the state of Mississippi. I would do it. <laughs> and uh, this is coming from someone who willingly went to Alabama. I-, I think Mississippi is just a little too much for me. Okay. I can understand that. As they say in Alabama, thank God for Mississippi because they're 50th and everything. Alabama is 49th. <laughs> So with with all the turmoil and controversy surrounding Washington State this year, what are your expectations next year for Jake Dickert and uh, Jarrett Guarantano coming back? Do you have high hopes for them in the Pac-12? Because they had a pretty good year. Right, right. Um. Well, when Rollo got fired, we started winning games, which was unbelievable. I think we won, um, we won like six out of our last eight or something like that and beat Washington. You know, of course, Husky Stadium, they both of them were you had interim head coaches and whatever. We lost to Central Michigan in the Sun Bowl because, you know, our starting two offensive linemen were out. We were lost Abe Lucas, who's going to go probably day two of the draft. Max Borgie wasn't playing in the game because of opt outs, which I completely support and completely understand. Um, but with Dickert at home, I think you saw some really positive changes. I think they minimized the amount of players leaving in the transfer portal. And the big thing for me was going to be, is Jarrett Guarantano the guy now that Jaden Delora transferred over to Arizona? And then to all of our surprise, or I guess to none of our surprise, because the offensive coordinator at Washington State currently was Anthony Ward's head coach, you know, the best quarterback in FCS and you know, we got him like a cool NIL deal, like big truck and everything. I saw it on a Facebook group. And I think he's the guy next year with how many touchdowns he threw. I think it was like 47 in a single season. Yeah, which is absurd for FCS. Absolutely. Yeah, I completely forgot he was transferring there. I guess I did terrible research. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty at, recent, though. Pretty recent. That's true. I looked at death charts and things before, but I completely forgot. I, I'm upset. That Nick Rolovich, because in our Pac-12 preview, I said that they would push for a Pac-12 championship. And they finished second in their division, so they were close. But I did redact that after reading Nick Rolovich was also getting sued by a former player. Oh, yeah. There's a whole lot of drama over here in Pullman. And when something small happens, even if it's minor, this was a major thing. So when this city reacts so extensively to minor infractions just imagine how shaken the city was over you know Rolovich and his situation because there, there's not a whole lot of people that live here you know you're probably four hours away from Seattle Idaho is right on the border there's not much going on over here <laughs> fair and I'm noticing a trend of these red flags you spoke of when it comes to Rolovich <laughs> there's a lot of them man there's a lot of them Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ah, uh, jeez. But... Who do you have winning the Pac-12 this year? If Do you have Washington State? Are you going to pull them, or do you think someone else is going to win it? It's very interesting because um, I don't think Washington State's going to win the Pac-12 this year. I think, you know, they're losing too many players. New, Still a new regime with Jake Dickert. I'm really confident in their recruiting so far. It's great to see them. I think they grabbed uh, a linebacker from Nevada who was really good this past year in the portal um, who had some pretty high-key offers in the – Pac-12, um, in that perspective at least. But new coaches at Washington, Washington State, and Oregon. Um, new coach at USC as well in Lincoln Riley. I wouldn't be surprised to see Lincoln Riley's Trojans, if they land Caleb Williams, win the Pac-12. Maybe Dan Lanning's Ducks make use of those great recruiting classes that were left behind, even with the turmoil. Their recruiting power. Um, the one underdog, I will say for sure, a team that I think has a chance to bounce back is maybe Arizona state with another year of Jaden Daniel. I, I don't hate that. I want to see chip Kelly win it just with this new contract. You got that knocked his buyout down to zero, which is absurd. I don't know why he would sign that, <laughs> but I kind of want to see him do well, mostly because my friend's an Eagles fan and it would make him furious, but I think it'd be funny. Right, right. I have to I have to disagree with the UCLA pick only because I watched Chip Kelly when I was a Washington fan demolish um Washington over at Oregon. I watched Chip Kelly come in with Dorian Thompson Robinson my freshman year, I believe that was. And I left that game like fourth quarter. I thought we had it sealed, and then UCLA pulled off a miraculous comeback. And I think the final score of that game was pretty absurd even for Mike Leach standards. I have to find like the score now because I'm so curious. Yeah, it was 67 to 63 over in Pullman. An absolutely absurd game. So I can't root for Chip Kelly. I can't root for Oregon. Uh I'd be okay with USC or Arizona State winning the Pac 12. Or Stanford, you know, whatever. Okay. I, I can respect that though. Like, I, I think it'd be funny, but I can get why you wouldn't want Chip <laughs> Kelly to succeed. Just a lifelong of bias, you know. I feel like you're kind of hoping they are terrible next year, so he gets zero dollars by when he gets fired. Okay, that's, that's a little rude. <laughs> oh, come on, he's I, I made can't. enough money. He'll be fine. You know, he could retire tomorrow and still <laughs> be okay. But, you know, I don't want to wish that he doesn't get his bag. I'm just hoping, you know, another whatever seven and five season for UCLA. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, I understand that you're also a lot nicer than me. If, if someone coached at Auburn, I don't want them to succeed in anything, <laughs> but Man. that's just me, I guess. Maybe I'm just a bad person. Uh, that is uh subjective. It's all good. <laughs> fair. Thank you. Uh, so we when it comes to college football, man, especially when it comes to college football. True, true. I probably take it way too seriously. As I say, I put way too much of my happiness every week into a bunch of 19 and 20 year olds playing a game. <laughs> so, but we, you are, you're a Washington State student. 
But for your NCAA series, you decided to go with ECU and move them to the Big 12. Why Why ECU? Yeah, Um. so I had been away from the NCAA landscape for quite a while. I'd been uh, spending a lot of time editing, and it kind of got to the point where I said, I want to start a new dynasty on Revamped, and I had this really interesting storyline in mind, which is the one that I went with where Oklahoma and Texas are out of the Big 12 and you know, in my own universe, I decided that UCF, SMU, um, Cincinnati, some of the best teams from the American, I think I also put Houston in there, um, along with Boise State, would go to the Big 12. And I was just trying to decide what other school would be kind of a wild card to throw into this huge mix. You know, what what type of universe could I create here? And the story with ECU is a little underwhelming. Um uh, I realized that the, ge- the geography kind of made no sense. And so I decided rather than an East and West to divide it into a North and South, which would put, it made sense. You know, it was like six and six. I think by the time we were done, maybe seven and seven um, for North and South, but I knew I needed another team in the North division. So I went through a lot of uh, just teams in their uniforms and ECU. I loved the purple color scheme, but their blackout uniforms, absolutely beautiful. I love the gold pants. I loved pretty much everything about their uniform combination. Um, And I just thought it would be a really fun team to roll with in that universe. And I nerfed their roster down. And so far, it's going really fun. It was probably the the most enjoyable season one of a dynasty I've ever had. And that came across to the fans, too, as someone who watched every episode. It... (laughs) It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, some of the guys on those teams were awesome. Uh, Le- Leaf Pringle might be my favorite name ever that I've seen. <laughs> the Pringle, the the, the Clover Leaf, we call him. <laughs> uh, and then, so I know you recently binge recorded all of season two. Oh yeah, just this weekend sat down, just you know, busted out. I drink a lot of like tea. So, you know, busting out like four cups of tea and my roommates like, damn, you're still on this game. I'm like, I sure am. <laughs> it, it took that much time. I think um, the amount of footage I have in my drive right now is just absurd. It's like 194 gigabytes of video for the season. And I haven't even finished the entire one. So, Oh, geez. A lot of fun to have. Uh, we're on a new slider set, uh, Jake Hits. I love Jake Hits set. I used it for a long time. But uh, some of the games we won in season one, even if the games were all very competitive, very fun, uh, it was a little too easy at a certain point. And I won't say that this slider set made it significantly harder, um, but I felt like a lot of the problems that I had with Jake Hits uh, kind of went away. I used a, uh, I was using a remix set for a bit from operation sports, but I switched up to this guy from the CFB revamp discord server who I actually thanked personally it's Gator set. And you load it as like a profile and it has a bunch of like under the hood changes that you can't change in settings. So that was kind of my step for like a more optimized experience. I, I thought the gameplay was very realistic for what I was looking for. And you'll just have to see what happens in season two. I'm not going to spoil much. You can't even give us a little, a little something. <laughs> um, it's a lot of freshmen, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the team is worse going into season two. Uh, there's a lot of starters. You know, we lost Cooper Juxley, quarterback, but he was uh, remarkably inconsistent. Came on at the end of season one, but 
I think we're going to see a similar storyline with Noah Brooks, the new starter. Maybe we see us lean on the ground game a little more for the first part. We've got two true freshmen coming in and uh, Trevor McKnight and Ibrahim Bashir, who could potentially carry the load of the offense. And I think it's going to be, you know, a run first approach with Noah Brooks taking some time to adjust. He's 67 overall, 73 accuracy. So worse than Cooper Juxley. Yikes. Also losing DeMar Dotson kind of sucked. Oh yeah. That was one of the most uh, surprising uh, trends for me of season one was seeing how much he emerged, especially against big 12 competition. Um, He uh, had 15 touchdowns in 13 games. So he was a guy who was a playmaker. Um, We're going to need another guy to step up. Some people are saying it could be Tosh Scary Berry with his progression that he had in the off season, going up three speed to 97, already coming off of a, a jet award winning season. So he's a guy to look out for uh, Titus Tilly. Can he overcome the dropsies that he had in season one? Maybe Pedro big bird going into his sophomore year emerges as a big threat that he is at six foot seven. Yeah. I, uh, I really hope Tilly can get over the dropsies because those were painful to watch at times, honestly. Oh man, it, tell me about it. <laughs> I, I don't know how you, like obviously you show emotion, I'm not saying that, and you would get excited. I don't know how you didn't just lose your mind at some of those drops. Oh, uh, that's the thing though, is it's all post-com. So it's like, I'll be recording it and it's, I, I keep my videos p- pretty relatively like PG-13 where like maybe there are some adult references, but I'm not just like, slinging f-bombs around everywhere um but if i'm just recording in my room anything goes (laughs) hey you're like vintage spongebob you don't go out and say it but it's a little nod to the adult fans (laughs) that's a good way to look at it i'm spongebob i guess that's how it goes vintage spongebob though the good episodes right right i mean it, it definitely got pretty pretty bad as it went on you know yeah it's it's gotten a lot worse but also Speaking of DeMar Dotson from last season, one of my favorite one-liners I've ever heard in my life might be, uh, he's off like a girl in a country song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do do you think of this stuff on the fly or do you think, oh, I got to use this at one point and write it down? Man, uh, it, it's definitely not on the fly. It's a lot of like trial and error practice. Uh, there are times where I'm editing something where I will... Um, I'll take like inspiration from our line or I'll, you know, I don't steal my lines, but I'll adopt it from somewhere else. So I'll take, you know, kind of inspiration. One of my others is like wide open, like an Arby's drive through. And it's just like Arby's sucks for me personally. I'm not a fan of it. And there's an Arby's in Pullman and even in a college town where everyone eats fast food. I don't think I see more than like a car at a time in the Arby's drive through. So some of it's like inspiration from my, my real life and, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. 
With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Some of it is just, this sounds witty to say. Um, actually, the Gone Like a Girl in a Country song line, that was inspired by a friend of mine uh, during a student broadcasting class. And I, it wasn't the exact wording. I forgot exactly how he worded it, but I said, hey, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> it was great. That That has stuck with me since I heard it. <laughs> so I just want to give you props that. Also, Arby's being bad, I think the most successful Arby's in the country might be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, because it's partially a joke, partially true. After Alabama basketball loses, everyone gets Arby's. I'm just drown the sadness away with some you know, overly processed, salty roast beef, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I think that's <laughs> the best way to handle a loss. Just go to Arby's. Honestly, can't can't argue with that, regardless yeah. of how much I dislike it. <laughs> Plus also, I mean, Arby's is probably only a little bit worse than just getting blackout drunk. So I think that might be the better <laughs> option. Oh, why not both? Fair, I do think. Being drunk would probably help the Arby's go down a little better. Yeah, personal experience. It it doesn't help get it down as much as it is just like getting you in the door. <laughs> Fair. Fair. It was always fun in college. I had friends who didn't drink. So if it was 1 a.m. and we were drunk hanging out, they could drive us because they were sober. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to have those friends, dude. I think we have those in our, our friend group, too. Sometimes it's me. I don't I'm not a huge drinker, you know, just stuff in the past and whatever. But you know, when I, we have friends that are pretty much DDs a lot of the time anyways, and they'll drive. One of our biggest jokes is Taco Bell is a left and a left away from my house. So someone will get drunk and be like, Hey man, all, all I'm saying is a left and a left. <laughs> Fair. Uh, if you ever go to the South, I don't think they're out West. If you ever go to South, you have to get cookout by the way. That's some great drunk food too. Okay, I keep hearing great things about cookout and I'm very tempted to just go down there and hit it up because I'm just done with the suspense. You know, everybody says their milkshake's super good, super cheap, great prices, lots of food for nothing. And it is some of the best drunk food you'll ever have. And as someone who doesn't really get drunk frequently, it's it still sounds phenomenal. It's good sober food too. I'll, I'm going to put that qualifier on there as well. I will put... My personal name on it, it's also really good sober, but it's like eight bucks maybe for a plate and a milkshake. It might be a little bit more, but in the uh, platter, I mean, comes with an entree and two sides, and it's a lot of food in both, and then the milkshakes are also amazing. Sheesh. So yeah, if you ever find yourself in the South, hit up Cookout. I miss it so much. Oh, you know that's the first thing on my agenda. Have you had, uh, speaking of which, Mr. Beast Burger? Have you had that yet? I have like three in my state, but I've just never bothered to actually go to them. I have not. I don't know if there are any near me. I think I've seen it on DoorDash before, but I always go, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm not going to risk this. You know, a YouTuber has his name slapped in front of a <laughs> burger joint. I, If Eddie were to do it, I do think Mr. Beast might be the most okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The dude is a genius, true entrepreneur. He, we don't, we don't really have someone like Mr. Beast. There's, there's no one like him in this world. Yeah, and 
I feel like also he, if he's going to put his name on something, he is at least going to make sure it's okay at best. Yeah, yeah. It's always quality over quantity for him, which I really respect. He's actually at battling COVID right now, so I hope he's good. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, We hope for a quick recovery for Mr. Beast. But, and I probably should have asked this first, but (laughs) I'm just not doing well with this interview. Oh, no problem. It's just a chill conversation. Just a dude. That's what I try to do. It's it's like a tailgate on the quad. You're just shooting the shit, having a chat. Uh, So, (laughs) obviously you do... Uh, NCAA videos of your own, but you've also edited for Param Crow, and you have a video with him coming out Friday. Is it? Yeah, I think? yeah, yeah. We're doing. Um, it's like if anybody watched Draft Wars over on Param Crow's channel back in the day. I'm not sure when this is going to air. It's uh, currently the 17th of January, but um, if you watch Draft Wars over on his channel, we are doing recruiting wars. So. It's just the two of us going at it head to head in a recruiting class. A lot of it comes down to RNG. A lot of it comes down to strategy. And honestly, I think it's going to be a great video. I haven't started editing it yet, but Crow's a great friend of mine. And we've kind of been swinging this idea, trying to get it uh, pitched the right way for a while. And we're pretty confident with what we have coming out. So I'm pretty stoked for that. I I feel like the idea of recruiting wars is really interesting because a lot of people across a different sports games will do draft wars. They'll try to figure that out. Uh, Crows was probably the most successful for Madden that I saw, but no one does recruiting wars just because there it's a lot of work. Yeah, it totally is. And uh, that's one thing we're trying to take out of it. I ran a uh, series called recruiting rampage back in like the early days of my channel when I was still Legion before the nitro drive rebrand even happened. I think I was like, you know, 16 or something. Um, I did that with franchise gaming and It was fun, but we were doing it in like an online dynasty at the time. And it kicks you out whenever you advance the week. So recording sessions would take, you know, three and a half hours and you do recruiting every week. So we're cutting it down. So we only have a select few uh, weeks that we're actually recruiting, which really adds a lot more strategy to it and how you like spend your points and offer scholarships, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. That sounds electric. I cannot wait for that to come out. So edit that faster come on (laughs) i'll do my best and then on top of param you also have edited for nte uh, not the expert i don't are you still doing that i know you might um actually we uh drew like was in a i'm so proud of him by the way i'm so proud of like where he is versus where he was um like mentally he's he's been pretty public about expressing his mental health and I give him a lot of credit. I feel like people forget that we're human uh, content creators, at least. And sometimes we just need to be uplifted. And I've struggled with mental health myself being in school during the pandemic and working a lot. Uh, There was a time where I was editing two videos a day for Crow while pursuing a double major at university above all else. So I know how it feels to feel burnt out and drained and Uh, Drew was in a situation when he hired me where he just didn't feel like he had passion for creating because of where his mental health was. And now that RCU starting, I've seen like a switch flipped in him where he's super, super passionate about what he's doing. He's said he fall, he's falling in love with creating again and that he just doesn't need an editor right now. He wants to do it himself. And we had some great times, great, uh, great memories and whatnot, but you know, all, all good things must move on. If he ever calls me up, I will work with him again. He's a great friend of mine. And 
I'm obviously thankful for all that he's done for me to help me and give me insight on being a content creator. I've kind of viewed him as like an older brother figure in a less weird way than that sounded, but <laughs> great dude. And I, I'm proud of him. I actually have a job with R RBT now. He helped me. He helped hook me up. So thank you, Drewski. <laughs> and I'm excited to working with Mr. Brown and figuring out what makes him tick. That's I think that might be the happiest you could ever be to lose a job. The person go, yeah, I'm in a good mental place now. I can just do this myself. Yeah. I mean, we're all content creators and we're all fine in our own way. And really just the most important thing is that we're all doing okay. Because I think uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of public, like if you're, if you're working fast food or something and you make a burger wrong, it's very rare that you're going to hear about it. But in this space, when you have, this is how many views I got this time. The analytics can get to your head. The comments can get to your head. Um, people want content faster and don't understand maybe the creative process that goes into it and uh, how long that takes. And maybe they forget that I'm just like, I'm just Jack, you know, I'm a Seattle born and raised kid in the suburbs and I make videos in my bedroom that somehow people like to watch. So that's just me. And I'm busy. I have school. I have jobs. I have a girlfriend, personal life, all that. So it's not easy to juggle your time. You know, I wanted to make these videos cause I wanted to. Um, but for a lot of other people, they feel trapped in that they can only make one type of content because it's their full-time job. And if they make something else or pivot their brand, you know, maybe people won't watch it as much. So I'm just thankful to be making what I want to make, I guess. And someday I won't want to make NCAA content. So I'll have to figure out what's next for me. That's true, and I, I'm happy to hear that Drewski's doing well. I'm happy to hear that you are enjoying what you're doing. I do get and understand the thing. Like As something goes on, you kind of slowly lose interest in it and don't know what to do after to keep your audience. Yeah, um, I know a lot of guys kind of pivoted. Um, I've had friends that have tried to go into something, and it didn't work maybe the first time, and they've just given up, but... Um, other guys have had really success, really a lot of success pivoting because they understand what works. And it's kind of like the sayings where, you know, if you took out, if you like reset all the money supply in the world, the people with the most knowledge who already did something will do it, will get rich again or whatever, whether that's, that's a true analogy, maybe it's not the most appropriate, but that's kind of how I view it is that these creators, these are just content creators. You know, they're guys that have a lot of skills and a lot of ideas and, if they want something bad enough, they can, they can succeed in any field that they decide to pursue within the realm of creativity. Fair. I, I get that. Uh, not trying to pivot, but you did mention that you're now going to be editing for RBT. Ooh, those are three of the bigger sports YouTubers, uh, Param, NTE, and then now RBT. When did you know, and I know you said you kind of like the analytics of sports more. When did you know you wanted to go into content creation and do this editing for other creators? Um, well, I guess it's a complicated path for me because I was really into Mr. Hurricane when I was young. And I said, you know, I can do this. I can make videos. And it gave me some comfort, like thinking that I was going to be, you know, Mr. Hurricane and making a realistic experiment or experience for all of these people. And obviously it doesn't work out quite that way when you're younger, but as you, um, as I kind of progressed onwards, I was making content on Legion and 
it was just a hobby for me in high school. Like I was a really busy guy. I was like president of the band, like turbo nerd, basically just quiet kid in school, just taking my classes, minding my own business and still really, really busy with everything I was, you know, involved with. And I was a classically trained piano player. So I was, you know, doing recitals and whatnot and practicing all the time. And I was playing jazz and I I was a busy dude. So Legion uploads were pretty infrequent. It was just a thing I liked to do making my own content. Um, when it really hit me that this is what I wanted to do was, um, probably entering my sophomore year when I got the job with Param Crow, um, and started making the Buffalo state dynasty series over on franchise gaming's channel. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I wanted to help him maybe accelerate his channel a little bit. So I produced a series one, I think two days a week on his channel. And I had a lot of fun doing it. And that was the same semester that I changed my major to marketing. And I said, this is exactly what I like to do. And this is what I've been doing my whole life. So I kind of overcame like a midlife crisis of, oh, I'm an engineering major, but I know nothing about engineering and have no interest in it. So that's when I realized that content creation was definitely for me was I've already been doing this my whole life. And this is what brings me the most joy. Long story short. <laughs> well, I, I think that's the best reason you could have to do it. Uh, also, I think you're very lucky that you realized engineering was not fun while you were like a <laughs> sophomore. I learned my major sucked my junior year and I couldn't change it because I would have had to stay longer and I didn't want to pay more money. Yeah, it was um, it was after like the first semester of my freshman year. I uh, actually remember the like the very moment that I realized I wasn't going to do engineering. There was an intro level class and I like walked in the room and there were all these big machines and I come to my desk and it was my current roommate and this other dude, super, super big into engineering, like ultimate alpha engineering personalities, um, <laughs> to put it the most accurately that I can. They were like nerding out over these machines or whatever. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, don't you not see this machinery that we're using today? It's very exciting. And I said, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fair. It is nice to have that one moment though, where you would go, yeah, that's why. <laughs> right. But I, I'm glad that you found a major that you like or that you enjoy doing and can help you progress in your life doing what you want to do. Uh, I I bet so many people who that is not the case, but unfortunately college is expensive. So they just kind of toughed it out and hope for the best. It absolutely is. And I think that's, that's why I edit videos in the first place. And it, I, I love doing it. And I love the fact that I can pay bills, but it's, it's either this or fast food for me because I'm, I'm paying my own tuition myself and I pay my own rent, pay my own insurance. It's I'm, I'm 20. So. Well, I still live at home. So you're more responsible than me. Hey, just, just trying to grind here. I, I couldn't, I can't support myself, but I, I do the best I can. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. I mean, you have more exposure than I do than I did at that age. I didn't start doing this until I was like a junior in college. So you're doing great. We have different situations, different experiences. All of us, it's most of my friends have been like, Oh, well, Jack does this all himself. And that's kind of weird. And, or I'm, or he says, I'm like, I wonder if he's jealous of us. And I say, no, <laughs> this is my life. You know, I can't be jealous of your situation or whatever. So that's also very weird. Like, Oh, I wonder if he's jealous of us. Why? 
Yeah. It's I, like, why, what do I have to be jealous of? You know, it's just your life. Do I want to be you? Like, do I want to be inside your mind? Like, how does this work? Jeez. Ah, well, you're a very positive person. I've noticed by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I try. Well, you do great at it. Uh, you have great content you put out. I love watching it every week. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Oh yeah. So, um, twitter.com slash, I guess my Twitter at is nitro drive YT. And there I have a link tree where you can go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I am posting NCAA content about twice a week right now. One of them is an ECU dynasty that we've been talking about. That's going into season number two. Um, and the other episode is a series with Param Crow that I'll be trying to post once a week on Fridays. And Hey, maybe there's some miscellaneous content. Uh, I'm trying to get into like some more uh, just random miscellaneous sports content, maybe make some videos on like Wii sports or something and <laughs> just, just kind of mess around and rage a little bit show a little more um, because I feel like my content is my content is like, I don't know how to explain it. It's very like fourth Wally. I feel like it's not me. It's kind of just me telling a story and focusing on the story. But you know, I'd also like to show people like who I am, like as a creator, I guess. So um, maybe I'll transition into some more like live com in your face, maybe a face cam. If I'm feeling feeling ballsy enough for that <laughs> fair i i have noticed the lack of face cam but because i feel like everyone uses them now and i think i would hate that so i get not using one it's just a different type of content um i do post commentary so i i edit everything up beforehand and then i uh i like commentate over it and it helps me like redo takes contrary to belief i don't get everything perfect like the first time some videos have like 400 audio takes just because I want to uh, tell a very specific story, but you can get a lot more videos done a lot faster and have better engagement with live com sometimes. So it just depends on what type of content you're feeling for the series. That's like what Param and Drew do. So. Okay. And then your Instagram is the same as Twitter, correct? Nitro drive YT. That'd be right. And I actually just made it. So if you could follow my Instagram, super appreciated. Uh, all my socials are down in my link tree. Join the Discord server. Subscribe to me on YouTube if you like the content. Obviously, it's your choice. Uh, subscribe. You are missing out by not watching <laughs> the ECU videos. They are electric watching. <laughs> uh, I, I can't watch them right when they come out because you usually release them 3.30-ish on Tuesdays. Or is that? Yeah, um... I try like 12.30 Pacific and... 3:30 okay, three thirty Eastern time. Yes, uh, I cannot watch them during the day because I'm at work. But I, right when I get home, I watch them every week, every Tuesday. So watch them. Uh, I'm going to be putting this out Tuesday morning. So watch the all of them up until twelve thirty Pacific, three thirty Eastern. So then you are caught up for the new episode. We'll see if I can get to the one done tomorrow. Um, might update and move it back to Wednesday if I can't do it. But so far, it's a go. I have the first 45 seconds edited. Perfect. I hope coming on here did not take up, take you away from editing too much. Oh, no problem. It's, it's kind of a drag sometimes. So I'm always down to try something new and this podcast is great. So thank you. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at quad tailgate. You can follow me at belly up Kev, uh, which Jack did not do when I followed him for my personal Twitter. I was a little hurt. I'm going to be honest. Oh, well, let me fix that. 
That's a solid uh, plug. I got to say the uh, putting me on the spot in the podcast. <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean, just do what guests have done in the past. They've followed me during the podcast. And then like a week later, just unfollow. Oh, damn. No, I, I can't do that to you. I'm looking at you, Steve Peralt from Barstool. Unfollowed me like three times. I'm disappointed. I am too. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll tweet at him later about it. Just tweet Jeez. this clip out. I'll like it. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for stopping by, everyone. Uh, like I said last week, this is an anomaly. I said we were going to be taking a break. We are going to be taking a break. But had to get Jack on. Love his content. And be sure to check it out. ECU Pirates Dynasty every week at, on Tuesday. Might be Wednesdays. He posts about it on YouTube, though. If it's going to be delayed, he's very open about it, which is perfect. And Jack, anything else you want to plug or talk about? Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Love to hear it. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this studio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off Carlos Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti. Lottie Dotty, she like the party off Molly Bacardi. Let her get naughty, a hottie up in the lobby. She style. She said, Fody Water. Will you about to be? I said, follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the V, Northern Cali, Silicon Valley. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 